bless the name of the Lord. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. It's lovely to serve the Lord with you. Praise God. And I, I thank God for your life. And I pray that you see the manifest hand of God over your life. That the Lord will lift you. It doesn't matter wherever you are at. There is no level or there is no degree that the Lord cannot reach his people. I pray that the victorious right hand of the Lord will locate you where you are at. In a state of confusion, God is not the author of confusion. May his victorious right hand lift you up. In your place of despair, he is not the author of despair, but he turns despair around for his glory. The disciples came to Jesus and asked, Master, is it the sin of his mother or his father? That is why this man is sick. He said, this man has no sin, neither his father nor his mother, but that the glory of God your misfortune is for the glory of God to be revealed. Your disappointment is for the glory of God to be made manifest. Your, oh my, even your mistake. Your mistake is for God's glory to be made manifest. May the Lord. See, many a time we are quick to judge. Like the disciples of Jesus. Master, is it a sin? And we are so sin conscious than righteousness conscious. But he says, it is for my glory. So sometimes our problem, it is not our problem. Our problem is the glory of God. You didn't catch that. I said, our problems are his glory. For when that captivity is turned around, it shall be for his glory. And we'll be the dreamers. We'll be the one who sing the Lord's songs. We'll be the one who testify for his goodness, his mercies, his glory in the name of Jesus. If you see God doing anything in your life, will you give him some glory in the house? In the name of Jesus. Amen. Today, I want to begin a new series entitled Knowing God. Amen. Knowing God. And today, I want to bring an introduction as we build up on this message. And after this series, we will do the light of God. But we won't do the light of God as a message. We will do a message that I am light. Amen. 
God said, you are the light of this world. So we are the light. Amen. So we will do knowing God and do light. We are the light. And we will tie it together. Then after that series, we will come back to Matthew 28. The mission. Go ye to the world and preach the good news. Somebody say the good news. Amen. And preach the good news. And I said when we did that about three months last year, it's Jesus' last commandment before ascension, then it must be our first priority. I said in those series, the church has no other business than preaching the good news. Amen. And it doesn't have to be in these four corners. In fact, it should be outside there. But the Lord will take us there. Amen. But today, we want to do knowing God. What does it mean or to know God? When we talk of knowing God, what do we mean by that? You know, sometimes it's easy to use language that sometimes, because everybody is using it, but we don't really understand. Amen. But a lot of people, we, we know people, but we don't know them deep enough to even know the things that pertain to them. So we casually know people. We casually acquaint ourselves with people. We casually interact with people. When we talk to them on phone or Facebook, on Instagram, whatever platform we engage with the people that we think we know. How deep do we know your friends on Facebook? Amen. Do you know their birthdays? Do you know their address? Do you know their favorite color? Do you know their middle name? Do you know their shoe size? Their dress sizes? Do you know where they live? Do you know their favorite food? Do you know the work they do? Do you know where they work at? When you say you know somebody, you intimately know everything about that person. Because of the deep relationship that you have, they are vulnerable to you and you are vulnerable to them. They are comfortable with you to tell you the things that pertain to them. To let you know the things they care most about them. But because we don't take that time to develop that relationship, we assume that we know people. And we talk about them things we don't even know. Amen. Why? Because we think we know him. Oh, I know Pastor. I know Lady Gipsy. I know Minister Chris. Amen. But what do you know about them? That is the question we want to answer in this series. 
What do you know about God? Many of us profess to know God. But what do we know about him? And I pray the Lord will grant us the grace and the teaching spirit to receive his word and to begin an intimate walk, an intimate relationship. You see, in Exodus 6, 3, it says, For Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I made myself known to them as God Almighty. But my name, Jehovah, they did not know. So it's possible to know a part of God and not know the part of the other. It is possible to know that God saves, but you might not know him as a healer. So it is possible to know a part of God and not know the part of the other. But God wants to make himself known to us. He wants us to know him. They say, if you seek for me, you will find me. He is not a mystery. He is not playing hide and seek. Jack, where are you? I am here. You try to find God. You, the moment you try to spot him, he shifts. Amen. He is not that kind of God. Say, if you seek me with all of your heart, in other words, he wants a total dependency. He wants an intimate relationship, not half-heartedly. Say, with all of your heart, you will find me. So he doesn't want anything to preoccupy that heart that we will not have room enough for him to come in. He wants to make himself known to us. So for the next three weeks or four, we will seek to answer some of these questions. What does it take to know God? What can I do to develop a relationship with knowing God? What are the benefits of knowing God? What is the use of knowing God? I mean, some of you, you know your friends, they, they do things for you. What will God do for me if I develop that relationship with him? We will touch on all of that. But let's turn to the book of John. Are you receiving something already? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The book of John, chapter number 8, reading from verse number 19 to 20. John, chapter number 8, reading from verse number 19 and 20. Then the Pharisees said to him, Where is this father of yours? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, 
you will know my father also. Amen. Then said unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, ye shall have known my father also. That is deep. If that Bible is yours, I want you to underline it. If you are using a digital Bible, you can highlight it. The Pharisees were like the church today. A religious set who were very religious and set in their ways and in their practices. They were the custodians of the law. They were the teachers of the law. And they held the law straightly. They judged by the law and they punished by the law. They were the leaders in the synagogues. So they were the ones teaching in the synagogues. And yet, they were asking Jesus who his father was because they did not believe in the work he was doing. When they began or attempted to stone him, Jesus asked them, for which of my good works that you stone me? In other words, according to the law, you only stone for sin. So which of this good work I have done has now become a curse or a sin that you want to stone me for? Remember the woman, the same Pharisees brought to Jesus. We have caught her in the act of adultery. And they had their stones raised up to stone her to death. And that was the law. They were right to do so according to the law. But Jesus is not the embodiment of the law. Jesus is embodiment of grace. I know she deserved to die. Isn't it strange? That when two people are caught in sexual act, they only bring the woman. Men have had their freedom for far too long. Amen. We, we, we have been let go of so many things. I think they should have brought the man first. But Jesus now begins without saying a word knelt down and began to write. 
And I believe you write my name there, Eric Kwame McKay, so that he knows me. That I will not think that he's talking about Brother Rob. Amen. So I get confused. Maybe you've got a similar name. So he, he writes your own name there so that you know that this is no mistake. It is me. Puts my stone down and go. It's a Pharisee. And they were the church leaders. So I said, the Pharisees are like the church today. We will come to church by no love. We will come to church by no compassion. We will come to church, no forgiveness. Let your sister step on your toe. Amen. And yet, we all pretend to know him. Jesus said, you, the Pharisees, you don't know me. If you know me, you know the Father. Because I am not here by my own accord. That I do, it is not by my own works. It is the work of my Father who sent me. So if you receive my Father, you receive me. If you know my Father, you know me. Is anybody getting anything for today? But because you don't know my Father, you don't know me. Now, the question is, do you know the Father? Maybe Jesus in his time was like me, a pastor. They might have not have called me a pastor, but a rabbi, master, teacher. Was going about his duty. But the duty he was about was not his own duty, but the duty of the father. He was fulfilling the father's agenda. And many of us, it is our agenda. The agenda of the father is relegated to the back. And the further we relegate the agenda of the father, the feathers, our own agenda, goes back. Say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. Do you know the Father? Do you know the Father? John 10, 27. Thank you. Give me 26, please. But you do not believe me. So you don't trust and follow me. Because you are not my sheep. 27. The sheep that are my own Hear my voice and listen to me. I know them 
if it is your Bible, I want you to underline, I know them. There is a song we sing, God knows my name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God knows my name. I know them. I do what? I know them. And because I know them, they follow me. Does he know you? Many of us confess and profess we know the Lord. We speak in tongues. We read the Bible every week from cover to cover. We do all the things. But does he know you? You know, sometimes it is very easy to say, I know Rob, but does Rob know me? Amen. Sometimes we, we, we try and our best to know people in authority. People with influence. But do they know us? Amen. So we will answer some of this question. How, what does it take for the Lord to know you? He said, because I know them, they follow me. What does it take to follow Christ? We will seek to answer all these questions as we go into this series. Did you receive anything for today? Thank you, Jesus. let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. For love is from God Amen. and everyone who loves other is born of God and knows God. Amen. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So Knowing God is loving one another. We will touch on that as we go into this series. I want you to, for the next one minute, lift up a prayer for yourself. Commit yourself to the hands of the Lord. That as we walk through this journey, it won't just be another sermon, but it will be knowing, experiential encounter with the Father. Talk to him for the next 30 seconds. What is your desire? Do you desire to know him? Do you desire him to know you? For those who desire, he makes himself known. 
Is it your desire and your will that he knows you by name? Not just to sing it, but he calls you by name. And talk to you. And as he knows you, you will know his voice. And a stranger you will not follow. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. As we walk through this journey of knowing you, reveal yourself unto us. Daily make yourself known to us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Did you receive something for today? Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.